Stand up in the fear of God and listen to the Holy Gospel chapter from the Holy Gospel according to John. May His blessings be with all. Amen. Asan of our teacher David, the prophet and king. May His blessings be with all. Amen. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of His unfailing love. By the word of the Lord, where the heavens made their starry host by the breath of his mouth. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. O Lord, Savior of us all, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Glory be to forever and ever. Amen. Some time later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool which is in Aramaic called Bethesda and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed, and they waited for the moving of the waters from time to time. An angel of the Lord would come down and stir up the waters. The first one into the pool after each such disturbance would be cured of whatever disease he had. One who was there and had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool. When the water is stirred, while I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured, he picked up his mat and woke. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath, and so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, the law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, Who is this fellow who told you to pick up, to pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again, stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jews persecuted him. Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. For this reason the Jews tried all harder to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fifth Sunday of the Great Lent, and our title today is For as He sings in His heart, so is He, which is the verse in 
Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7. But let me remind you again with our journey from the beginning, our title was Restore Me, which is Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 18. And we stopped at the very last part of the verse, Restore me and I will return, for you are the Lord my God. We started the journey in the first week under the title Set My Mind on Things Above, which was Colossians chapter one, chapter 3 and verse 1. We said that the beginning of the restoration is to see the reality of the world that we are living in. We say in the literature that we have been exiled. So we are living in the land of exile. But our original home is to go back to heaven because our citizenship is in heaven. So once we are able to pick up this, then we have to ensure ourselves and equip ourselves with the word of God. The book of Deuteronomy, the three verses used by the Lord to defeat the devil in the Sunday of temptation was a restoration of the word of God in my life to be my sword of the spirit to defeat my enemy because my eyes are lifted up on things above. The third week was those who are Christ. We saw that <coughs> to, to be a real follower, there is nothing in between. Either we are belonging to Christ or not belonging to Christ. There is nothing in between. And we have found out that this prodigal son on the third week was just thinking of if I am go out if I am if I'm free enough to do whatever I want then I can be more joyful or more rejoicing and we found out he chose this for himself until he came back to into his own senses to choose again to be belonging to Christ last week we spoke about the Samaritan woman how she was confused in her worship and we spoke about he is not the author of confusion and how we need to restore the image of God in our minds because we have a great distortion about who is God that we are worshiping him. Sometimes we are creating a new God or imagining a new God according to our own distortions. And today our verse is Proverbs 23:7. For as he sings in his heart, so is he. It's your own distortion. If last week we, are, we were trying to pray and to ask God to restore our own personal distortion about God. This week is telling us it's time to restore your own personal distortions about your own self. Let me share with you this picture before we start. This picture is 37,000 million kilometers away from Earth. It's Voyager 2 and it has this picture. To see this small dot beside the arrow, it's planet Earth where we live. So if you imagine that the 7 billion are living in this small dot, which looks like a dot in a ray of, of the sun. And here is our God that whom we are worshipping. Said in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 12, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, measured heaven with a span. This is the God that we are worshipping. If you are still have a distortion from last week and you didn't sit with yourself, you are not honest enough to sit with yourself and to find out where you are and who is the awesome God that you are worshipping. Today he is saying you need also to sit with yourself and to revise both of them. Why? Because sometimes, if you imagine that you are one of the seven billion in this small dot, and you are telling him that who is measuring heaven with his span, what are you doing? You are doing it wrong. You don't feel my feelings. But the most awesome of this story is that this awesome God, 
who measured heaven with his pen is caring about you in person and he came down from heaven into earth and died on a shameful death on the cross for you in person to give you his life, his body and blood on the altar at the very end of the liturgy is it an awesome God yet you are worshipping him do you see him and adore him enough or still you are grumbling against him why you have done it this way every evil in the world is not from God it's our choices and sometimes it's our choices each other so please purify the image of God in your, in your eyes and see yourself again as precious as he sees you because he he is the one who measured heaven with his span is telling you today I'm caring about you in person our first day is again Proverbs chapter 23 7 and the first part for as he sings in his heart so is he if you see yourself this morning that you are the most miserable person was totally forgotten by God you will live this life no one can stop it from you if you see yourself that you are the one who is cared by this awesome God who measured heaven with the span of his hand then you are fully protected by him in John chapter 5 verse 7 the verse we read today that is telling us the story that we need to restore our own image about ourselves the sick man answered him sir I have no man to put me into the pool Maybe you are coming this morning, you feel that you are very lonely, or you are the only one who is forgotten by even by the most loved persons around him. He is telling you it's a lie. Why? Because the God who measured heaven with his span is caring about you in person. Even if all the people are going to desert you, still God who measured the heaven with his span is caring about you in person, and he knows you by your name, as he said in Isaiah 43 and verse 1. And then he continued, When the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before I am weak. I can't make it for myself. And you stay in this status for, for a long time. I'm not able to do it. This is my miserable life. And God planned it for me. No, God is not planning a miserable life to anyone. So either you accept it. You're, you are living today your own choices. And he is ready also to restore it if it was wrong choices. Or you are living your own consequences of your own personal sins. <clears throat> so let me summarize in a minute with you what are the reasons for distortions. I will leave the PowerPoint online for everyone who wants to share it. But by all means, think of you in person this morning. The Lord wants in the journey of this land to restore your own distortion about your own image. Some of the reasons, this is not all the reasons, of course, I will just go through them quickly. Systematic punishment or neglect or abuse from family, from teachers at school, from wherever they are. If you are always punished, if you see yourself always neglected or abused, verbal abuse or physical abuse or, or even sexual abuse, it puts you in a such miserable image about your own self. And the Lord is telling you, this is not me. I was there, I was trying to protect you, but because of a neglect of someone, you were deserted. And I am here to restore it to you. Second one, failing to meet parental standards. Sometimes we are brought up in houses where our parents setting very high standards, even they cannot achieve it. And we are under the burden of, I am a failure. You wanted me to do this, and I was not able to make it. If you are in this position, he is telling you, you can receive and accept restoration. Sometimes you, are, suffer, you suffer this years ago 
and those who push, put you in this suffering, whether you are teachers or friends or, or relatives or parents, they are not there in this world anymore. But he's telling you, still I can restore you. Failing to meet peer group standards. Again, all of us pass through it. I'm not, going to st I'm not stating things against you, but I'm telling you, here is the healer. He knows your feelings. He knows your weaknesses. And he is ready to make it for you. Being on the receiving end of other people's stress or distress. Your mom or dad or friends or wife or husband is always stressed because of any reason. And you are receiving the end result of their stress or their problems. He's telling you again, <coughs> this is not you. The one who is always not cared about because the stress of people around you, it's not you. You are cared very much by the awesome God who is measuring the heaven with his own span. Belonging to a family or social group that other people are prejudiced towards. Yes, it's not your choice again. But still he's telling you, if you are suffering because your family has been prejudiced by anyone around them, sometimes by grandparents, sometimes by friends, sometimes by work colleagues or whatever it is, he's telling you, I am with you and I'm ready to restore it for you. An absence of praise, warmth, affection or interest. In fact, that you are the most miserable person that no one is interested in you at all. Again, it's another lie. This man said, no one, I have no one to push me in this pool when the, when the water is stirred. But I tell you, I am able to make it for you. I am the one who is telling you this morning that I am giving you all praise because you are my son. I died for you and for you personally. I am giving you my life in each and every Eucharist. Being the odd one out, maybe because I am short or tall or fat or slim or sick or disabled or whatever it is at home or at school, is telling you this is not your identity. Your identity is you are my son and you will see it in a minute. Let me play this game if I can say or play with you. These three ball, red balls, it's how you see yourself. And who is the biggest one of them? Is it the first or the biggest one is how others see you and how others identifying you? The middle one is how God sees you and the smallest one how I can see myself. If it's in this direction, you are not seeing yourself properly. There is a distortion. And you need to think of it and to pray this week especially as you dedicate this week for this one and to find out where is the distortion. Maybe you are making like this, that it's God, fine, and then others can control my life. Whatever they are going to say, I'm a people pleaser, so I would like them to say something good about you. Still there is a distortion here. Most of the Christian counselors said this is the right one. First to see yourself in the eyes of God, and then to see yourself according to the word of God. And then you can see others, how they are telling you, correcting you, admonishing you, as the Bible said. But they are not people's pleasers. You see the reality of who you are in the eyes of God, and then you enjoy the fullness of your sonhood in Him. Think of this, which one is controlling your life? Is it how you see yourself, is it how God sees you, or how others see you? Let me summarize in a few minutes, not to take a long time with you, how to see this reality that I am going to be restored, the way to be healed. And again, it's not 
uh, information or a knowledge to put it in your mind. Every one of us has his own brokenness. And the way we show ourselves sometimes is reflecting it very clearly, but I'm doing it in the opposite way. I'm trying to show people that I'm always joyful, while my heart is in tears always. Or I'm in control, while I cannot control myself at all. Whatever sort of <coughs> demonstration or how do you demonstrate your own weaknesses, the Lord is telling you, I am here to restore you. So the first thing is, I am accepted. I will leave the list again online as I told you. But I will share with you one verse. You are accepted as you are. Why? In John chapter 1 verse 12 is telling you, it's your own choice. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. I am his child. Since I was baptized and I received this spirit of sonhood as St. Paul says in Romans chapter 8 from verses 14 to 16 I have received a spirit of sonhood and it's mine forever and no one can snatch it from me because he said I will give them eternal life and no one can snatch them from the hand of my father because my father is greater than all so first of all you have to know that you are accepted under the long list of verses to assure you I am accepted but first of all and above all I am the son of God and this sonhood is who is my father is the one who is measuring heaven with his span which is your own personal father second thing is what sincere is trying to emphasize on this part that we too shall be sons of God not like him in exactitude but by grace in imitation of him Christ the son of God became man that he gave us to give us this spirit of sonhood for his very son existing from the Father, we adopted by His likeness, kindness, through grace, receiving, I have said, you are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. This is my new identity. It doesn't matter how, how clever you are, how successful you are, what is your weight, what is your height, what is your, whatever it is, you are accepted as the children of the, of the, chi the child of the Most High. Second thing, I am secure. Most of us in these days, we are feeling very unsecure because of circumstances around us, whether at work, at home, at uni, wherever they are. But Christ is the full assurity. And even the devil is trying to trap us more that you are even have no assurity of your walk with the Lord. Let me share with you again one verse and the list will be with you online. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So I am secure because I am in Him. Not because I am having a good job, not because I have a good house or a good family. I am secured only because I am in Him. And this is the ultimate goal of the Eucharist. I am uniting myself with the Son of God to receive the spirit of sonhood, to, to, feel, to see that I am accepted before the Father, and fully secured, because there is no condemnation, because I choose to be in Him. And then He's telling me, it is not just passive act, it's very positive. If you are in Him, there is no condemnation, and you are not able to walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. The second part of the verse is the consequence of the first part, not a condition. This is what most of the church fathers said. The second part is a consequence, not a condition. The last thing to be healed from my distortions is to see that I am significant. The devil is coming and whispering in the ears of everyone, you have, you have no significance at all. 
whether in your family, whether at your work, on your church, or wherever you are. Again, the list is too long, but I'm very significant because Christ has designed me very uniquely to be a significant person in the family of God. And here's what I would like to share with you, 1 Corinthians 3, 8, 16. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? He is the one who measures the heaven with the span of his hand and he is sanctifying you to be his indwelling place. What sort of significance are you looking for in this earth if the Most High is consecrating you and making you in person as his own personal temple and the indwelling place of his Spirit? Let me explain it more with the words of St. Cyril the Great. Therefore, the body of Christ gives life to those who receive it. I'm accepted, I'm secured, I'm significant because I'm receiving the real unity with the body of Christ. Its presence in mortal men expels this and drives away corruption because it contains within itself and in his entirety the world who totally abolishes corruption. You are coming with your own corruption, but you are not going home with your own corruption. Provided that you are repenting and you confessing, are confessing your sins. It's not a mechanical act, it's not ma- magic, but it's a mystery. And we are here to receive the mystery of his in Incarnation, the mystery of his cross, the mystery of his resurrection, the mystery of his new life offered to all of us. And let me give you the exercise of this week before we go. And we give it to you in print at the very end. Please don't leave it in the church. Whether you return it back to the one who gave it to you or take it with you home. First of all, you need to pray this week to God, the Holy Spirit, to reveal to you your distorted self-image. Because sometimes you are in the church... We are churchgoers, we are even serving sometimes, but the distortions are hidden from me. It needs a humility to stand before him, to bow before him, to him, show me my own weakness. It's not the weakness of my husband or my children or my wife, it's my own weakness, my own distortions. Then sit with yourself and try to find it out. But without the spirit of prayer, you, cannot, you are not able to, to find out. The third thing is dedicate this week for your fast and praying for your own findings. Pray to find it and pray after you find it, what I am going to do with it. And finally sit with your spiritual father or father of confession and make a plan how you are going to cooperate in synergy with God to sort out these things. Again, we have few hundreds joining us on, online in the same journey and I have a very encouraging message maybe at the end, very end of the Lent I can share some of, you, some of them with you. But I pray that every one of you enjoy it more and see that the restoration is mine. I are here to receive all of us, without exception, this restoration from the hand of the mighty hand God, the Most High, who is measuring heaven with his, the span of his hand. And he is in love with each and every one of us. May the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever. Amen. Yeah.